Welcome to Sinner Saint Sister. I'm Allison Sullivan, and this is a podcast about sometimes saving the world and sometimes just surviving in it. In the next hour or so, we will nurture our friendships, explore our joy, shake our fists, all while trying to serve our God, and most likely, all while wearing pajamas. I hope you hear something that lets you know you are loved and helps you love one another. Welcome to Sinner Saint Sister. I love the idea of rest through renewal. I don't know about you, but my life's a little chaotic right now. The other night I had a speaking engagement in Dallas and I was to leave as soon as Seth got home from work and I was doing everything I could to have everything in place by the time he got home. Kids, homeworked, fed, and bathed. I think I've mentioned on here before that getting my kids to eat is an act of Congress. Eat the nugget. Lick the nugget. Just sniff the nugget. My husband didn't forget that I had somewhere to be, but he did forget that it was in Dallas. So when he got home, I was flying out the door, and about a mile down the road, I realized that I had a Cheeto in my bra. And I don't say this to be hyperbolic. There was an actual Cheeto in my actual bra. And what was most astounding to me was that somewhere there were Cheetos. Of course it was in my bra, but apparently somewhere in the house we had Cheetos. And here's what I know. Maybe you have Cheeto-less bras, but I know you are living a life that is crazy. And the reason that I know is because it is the name of the game. We are managing our homes or our offices. We're gaining the respect of everyone around us. We're organizing t-ball snacks and sending memos and arranging lunch dates and cutting off crusts and working off five pounds. And if we're not doing all of these things, then we really just kind of run the risk of being un-American or unchristian. Because in our minds, in our world, every single organization there is relies on people such as us and everything would fall apart without us. But our ways are not his ways. As far as the East is from the West, it says. And that's a hard thing to reconcile, isn't it? Our ways being so different from God's. But we have precedent for this. My friend and I recently returned from a Christian conference, and we had planned the thing out for a year. We made our travel plans and arranged for babysitters and booked hotel rooms and loaded our trunks with all the girly supplies for our weekend away. Eager to learn from inspiring mentors and each other, we drove several hours away and we traversed the unfamiliar city, eventually settling in our arena seats. And we got out our journals to document all of the inspiration. And 48 hours later, I realized I hadn't written down one word. The entire weekend, not one thing jumped out at me. I didn't cry. I didn't laugh especially hard. And I might as well have been anywhere, still clinging to my average day. And there at the conference, they told me that I was beautiful and that I was a daughter of a king, that I was chosen. And I circled around the conference and I sang all of the songs and I hoped that something of their sweetness would rub off on me. The conference was fine. It was nothing more, and it was nothing less than fine. And I felt sick at myself for it, but I left angry that so much energy and money had been invested into fine. And so on the way home, my friend and I dissected our experience. She said this, I think it was a nice conference. 
And I think we're nice people. And if the world were designing a conference and worldly people were attending it, then it was exactly as it should have been. I'm just not so sure about the world anymore. And I squinted at her and she blinked at me and I prodded. I don't know, she said. The conference was cozy and I felt good and the gospel was pleasing and the crowd was satisfied and I feel like I'm leaving an enjoyable vacation. But leaving an enjoyable vacation, metaphorically well-rested and well-fed and tanned, well, that wasn't what we were after. We weren't in the market for tourism. We were in the market for transformation. And by kingdom standards, this conference simply made too much sense. The Holy Spirit, alive and well inside of us, should make us look different, my friend and I yelled. The Spirit in us should make the world wonder about our sanity, always doing things inside out and upside down. Our faith hinges on ludicrous, after all. We hang our faith on a crucified Messiah sent to save people who saw him as a contradiction in terms. If Jesus was Lord, then he wouldn't be crucified, and if Jesus was crucified, then he wouldn't be Lord, because... All of that would be ludicrous. Here's my point. The world tells us one thing, but God yearns for us another way as far as the East is from the West. Yes, our world is making itself crazy with to-do lists and spreadsheets, processing as much information as we can on the go, but God yearns for us another way. In Isaiah 11, the prophet tells us that wolves will be guests of the lambs, and leopards are lying down with baby goats, and kids are playing with cobras, and we furrow our brows, and we say that that's ludicrous, and we shake our heads at the absurdity of it all. But I think that this emotion, this emotion of puzzlement, I think it's God's compassionate indicator that we've been brainwashed by another kingdom. We are pilgrims passing through the beauty of this universe to the creator of the universe. But on our way, we have become accustomed to everything being wrecked. Lions, lambs, children, cobras. Jesus saving the whole world while hanging on a cross. Slowing down, resting, abiding, taking a true Sabbath in a world that tells us that we need more and to keep going until we've got it all. Well, then in that case, maybe it sounds about right. So when we talk about renewal, when we talk about rest, we have to go countercultural. We have to go the opposite direction of the world. People might look at us and think that we're crazy. Maybe that's the way it's supposed to be. My friend and I weren't in the market for tourism. We wanted transformation. We didn't want to leave tanned. We wanted to leave changed. In our time together that weekend at the conference, it felt clean, but we weren't sure that clean was our calling anymore. So, we have to combat the ways of this world, or it will have its way with us. And so much of my healthy walk in putting the world's ways aside, it's contingent on returning to the cross again and again to remember who he is and to remember who I am and to make a little more sense of what he desires for me while I'm here on earth until I finally go home. And when I think of the idea of renewing and rest, I can't help but think of this verse from the book of Romans, do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. 
a life returning to him again and again to renew our minds and discern his will of what is good and acceptable and perfect. This is where we find peace. This is where we find joy. This is where we find rest. And God, who loves us so dearly, has commanded us to rest. All day, every day, we pour ourselves out. And every act, no matter how pleasant, requires effort. This conversation, that extra phone call, just one more quick meeting, what could it cost? But it does cost. And at the end of our days, weeks, months, years, we burn out, we collapse, and we can't even discern why because it's just the way that we live. We live in a world where being overworked is actually virtuous. And we say how busy we are with a small degree of pride. When Moses had had enough of the Israelites in the desert, God tells him, My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. And the God who loves us has not only sympathized with our fatigue and even given us a commandment to rest, to take care of it, but he actually showed us how rest was done. I'm convinced God took a day of rest for him to model it. And then he sent us Jesus. And look at him. With no warning at all, he would vanish to be alone. He disappeared all the time with no explanation at all, sneaking off into the hills. And he didn't ask permission. He didn't leave someone behind on call. He obeyed a deeper rhythm because he deeply desired to go and be with God. Listen, God does not want us to be exhausted. God wants us to be free. On a journey with God, there's no place for having life just right because there is always more he yearns for us to see and to become, and none of it is exhausting. His burden is light, and he has us by the hand longing to uncover great, great gifts right alongside us, but with indignant lines drawn in the sand, intent to play by the rules of this world. Instead of his, we miss the peace that he longs for us. So do you long to break loose from the conformity of this world? Don't we long to be transformed? Don't we long to be free from duty-driven Christianity? Don't we long to experience deep, abiding joy? Then with all our might, let's return to the cross. And with all our might, let's renew our minds. The sign of a renewed mind or a restful spirit. It's not that we're going to have effortless relationships. It's not that our bank accounts are going to look the way that we would like. It's not that our kids are going to behave appropriately. But the sign of a restful life is joy. God longs for us to get a kick out of life. So God, please help us to believe who you say you are is true. Increase our faith and build our trust so that we can more easily let go of what we need to let go of and embrace what we need to embrace. God, you never tell us our hurts or our fatigue or our burdens don't matter. You only tell us to bring them to you. Please, God, help us to turn everything over to you today in order to rest. From the book of James, peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. This is my new friend, Wynn. We've been friends for a little over one year. She lives an active life full of service and work and nurturing others and loving well, and is at the very same time, one of the most noble sowers of peace and harvesters of righteousness I know. Wynn! 
Hi. Hey, hey friend. <laughs> so I've been racking my brain trying to figure Ooh. out why and how we're friends. So and many people asked us that last night. Well, we don't know. Well, I know. Why? How? Okay, you had an adoption event at my downtown oh, space. Oh, yes. But yes, I don't yes, know how yes. you found out about me for that. I don't either. Because I didn't know you then. Yeah. And then you called me back to do something else. Yeah. And that's when we became friends? I don't know. I came to your yoga class? I mean, I truly don't know. <laughs> All I know is that I love you. I love you. <laughs> um, so I feel like I really got to know you. You came and sat on my couch one kind of random yeah. afternoon. I don't know what prompted that either. I think you asked me. Oh, I think I was like really struggling with friendships. Yeah. And you and I gave just, me a pep talk. Well, yeah. Because my son goes to school like two doors down yes, from my house. Yes. Mm-hmm. Anyways, we just made it happen one afternoon. And we, we just kind of shared our hearts and I love I think I love friendship in general and this podcast is a celebration of friendship of all kinds yeah you and I haven't known each other long but that talk that moment was so um honest and in real time like you were in the middle of something and even though we didn't know each other you were willing to share it I just thought it was so nice of you to trust me with what you were dealing with in that moment it was a moment. I remember crying outside your house, walking oh, in. Yeah, yes, yeah. I remember too. You know, it's like usually we kind of share things, especially with, you know, kind of air quote strangers. We weren't strangers, but, um, you know, we'll share the things that we're already through, you know? Right. And so here's my thing. And it ends with a hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but sometimes prayers end with a sigh, you know, yeah. like we're just not there yet. And so anyways. Well, I feel like the Lord's called me to share a lot of things. In the middle of it. Yeah. And not when it's wrapped up with a pretty bow. It's so good. Like what? Uh, infertility mm-hmm. was the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, our whole adoption journey. Yeah. Messy, um, hard things. Yeah. I don't know. Go follow when. Um, where do you want them to follow you? Because uh, I kind of follow Instagram. you everywhere. Yeah. yeah. When, just Win Elder. Win Elder on Instagram because it's inspiring and it, I, there's a lot of solidarity in your feed because just like you said, you talk about things when you're in the middle of them. So I just love you for that. Thank you. You're a great example. I love to create. That's why my downtown space is called the Haven, just creating spaces for people to feel like they belong. And, you know, obviously in real life would be ideal, but sometimes it's through the internet. Would you say, is your gifting hospitality? Like what's your, what would you say your spiritual gift is? I know. I mean, I think it's one, it's funny because I don't like to cook. (laughs) Or like, I love to host. Yeah. I love to gather people. You're a gatherer of people. But I'm not like a, like cooking stresses me out. Yeah. Like that's why for a Christmas party, we just ordered stuff. Yeah. It's great. And called it good. And we had a blast. Yeah. So I I like to gather. Yes. Gather people. Okay. So we're here to talk about rest. Yes. And I'm going to like, just say it straight that you're a mentor for me in this area because when I very first met you Mm -hmm. and we were trying to arrange things on a calendar, you have a busy schedule. I have a busy schedule. And you were like, okay, that's my margin day. And I'm like, wait, 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 hold on. Okay, fine. We won't meet that day, but what's a margin day. (laughs) So tell me a little bit about how you protect rest in your life because you are a busy woman. Well, I think because I'm, because we're busy, we're all busy. Yeah. Like nobody can, we all have the same amount of hours in a day. Mm -hmm. And so, but I think to, to protect myself to, so I can continue to pour out and love people and be kind. I have to rest. I remember asking some of our friends who are pastors, like, how do you do it? Like, how do you go hard all week? They're like Friday. 
like Friday's my Sabbath. Sabbath. I go hard because I know that Friday's coming. I was like, right. That's super interesting. Yeah. And then one of my other friends, Andrea, was the one that told me about having a margin day. And it's looked different. We live in a college town, so I still talk in semesters. Yeah. <laughs> semester to semester, it looks different. Normally now Friday, which is when we're recording, is sort of my like rest day. Mm-hmm. But it was Wednesday for a long time. So it's just a day that I like no appointments, no meetings with anybody. I mean, not that I like didn't work at all, but it right. was just like on my own terms. It, it was your choice if you did. And it might look yeah. more like doing the things that I love that don't pay me, yeah. but like writing or just yeah. spending extra time journaling yeah. or reflecting yeah. or staying in my pajamas all day if I wanted yes. to. I mean, I have an almost two-year-old, so. Right. And you know, in that, I mean, you said it, all of our lives are crazy and 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 you don't have to even know someone well to know that their life is crazy because it's the name of the game. And we just, you know, kind of live in a culture that tells us if we aren't achieving, if we aren't ascending, if we aren't climbing, if we aren't making a name for ourselves, Mm -hmm. then we don't matter. Mm -hmm. And so it's not like, Oh, well, less is more. I mean, you hear that. No, more is more Mm -hmm. in this culture Mm -hmm. that we live in. And so, you know, we have our to-do list and we spread ourselves too thin and we go to bed depleted by all the wrong things. And, in this culture, rest only happens when it's forced and Sabbath mm-hmm. only happens if we're sick. Mm-hmm. And when you pair this up, like scripturally with who we're called to be mm-hmm. in the Lord, God is not asking us to ascend. Um, in fact, he's asking us to become like children. Mm-hmm. He's asking us to actually become less so that he can be more. So, um, and I really struggle. And I, I another thing that I, have appreciated about our friendship is that you and I are doing a lot of the same things as relationships and ministry and mothering and yes. And even in community stuff in this, I don't know a right way to make this sound, but managing a little bit of a platform. Mm -hmm. So it's like the whole, you know, servants don't make names for themselves. Mm -hmm. Like that. I really have to, you know, I have to return to that sentence again and again, servants don't make names for themselves. I like that. Okay. But I do feel like that the Lord has placed it on my heart and called me to speak. Right. So how do I balance, you know, kind of yeah. what, what I'm called to do um, in ministry versus keeping my feet on the ground, which is right where they should be. So anyways, that's, that's a little tangential, but God is not asking us to say yes to everything under the sun right. because FOMO is not a thing for oh God. Oh <laughs> But, but for me, that is a major struggle. Yeah. I have a major, I mean, I'm a seven on the Enneagram. Yeah. Like FOMO is real for me. Yeah. And it's, it's hard. Like I had strep throat this week mm-hmm. and I was sick and this, I had a total pity party for myself the day that I was feeling physically better, but I was still needed to rest yeah. and be in bed. I wanted to text you forced Sabbath. <laughs> oh my gosh. But I hated it. Like yeah. if I can choose to Sabbath, I, yeah. I really like it. But when I'm forced to, yeah, man, it's just rough. Yeah. Um, okay. So the other way that you're a mentor for me, so the margin day, like really stuck with me. Mm -hmm. I loved when you said that. And, um, but the other thing is lately you've learned a lot and this might seem off topic, but it's not, (laughs) um, lately you've been talking a lot about, um, just creating a peaceful space Uh by kind of getting rid of a lot, just kind of this minimalism, like your house is a dream. And I think that there's something about that feeling of walking in and everything has a place and things are orderly that allows you to kind of exhale. I mean, you Mm -hmm. walk into my house and like my shoulders go up, you know, with Mm -hmm. seven of us under that roof Mm -hmm. and like, I mean, it it, it, in, Mm -hmm. you know, tiny closets in an old house. I mean, oh, my heavenly day. Girl, I was there. Tell me about that. 
Well, when we moved into a house twice the size of our old house and got rid of probably half of our stuff. <laughs> and I don't really know. It sounds crazy. Yeah. I don't really know what prompted it. Yeah. I mean, I think it was just this like, even if I couldn't have verbalized it, just this desire for peace. Yeah. Because I think that if my space is cluttered, my mind is cluttered. And I'm always thinking about, there's always, if you're home, there's always something to do. There's yeah. always something begging for your attention. Right. And I was just tired of it. My best friend, Bryn, is like a professional organizer slash counselor. I mean, what she does is truly amazing. It's yeah. called The Art of Neek. And she came over and it was good timing because we moved. So we went through every single thing. And oh it was like gosh. everything needed a, a function yeah. and a place. I need a brand. And if it did not have, <laughs> well, you can hire her. If it did not have a function or a place, like it was like literally so many things that were beautiful that I love that we were like, yeah. well, I don't use that anymore. Or like, yeah. why do you have two pair of rain boots? Pick one. Yeah. Yeah. But it was so healing for me. And now yeah. I walk, exactly. I had a weekend a couple weekends ago where I was home. And normally if I was home all weekend with no plans, I would have had some project around the house. Clean this out. Clean out this closet. Organize this. Do that. And I didn't. I literally read an entire book, mm. made homemade spaghetti sauce, oh, come on. Um, journaled forever. I mean, like naps, so went to brunch with friends. Like mm. I had the best weekend and I was reflecting on it on Sunday. And I was like, God, why was this weekend so different? I'm like, it's because my house is such this place of peace that I wasn't having to figure out where things go. Like I just could yeah. be. Yeah. And I'm like, that's what we want is just right. to be. And I think that women, like I, I am so passionate about women chasing their dreams and doing the things that God has put on their heart, whatever mm -hmm. it looks like, whether mm -hmm. it's paid, not paid, seen, unseen, doesn't totally, matter. Yes, I agree. But I'm just like, I think that women can't even get to that point because yeah. their homes are yeah. not a place of peace and yeah. they are full of stuff that they don't need that are, that's weighing them down. It's amazing. So it's like this idea of wholeness and yeah. living this life of freedom yeah. and like going for your dreams and whatever. I really think it starts at your house. Yes. Oh, it's so good. So Revival Living, our sisters. Uh, yes. I mean, re Revival starts at home. Yes. I just texted her the other day. Um, I can't remember why, but the whole cleanliness is next to godliness thing. Yeah. Like y'all are on to something. Yeah. This matters. Oh my gosh. Um, okay. So you and I take yoga together. How has your yoga practice facilitated this idea of peace and rest? I'm like, AKA you teach, you lead me in yoga. I'm looking <laughs> at you like, you're amazing. I never done yoga before. Know that. Uh -uh. I think I'd maybe been to like a class, like, yeah, you know, but no, I'd never really done it. Mm. Um, I love it. I love how you lead us into it. I mm. leave every week just with something like so many things that God has put on my heart. It's mm. been from something that you said in yoga. Mm. It just really, if I can get to a place in yoga where I'm like not thinking about what right. I have to do that day right. and I'm just there, I feel like it really centers me and makes me just focus on where I am and being present. And that's a struggle for me. Yeah. And so it really helps with yeah. that. Well, and that's my, that is my goal mm -hmm. is for us to just kind of enter into this warm, safe space calmly mm -hmm. and then, and not try to be anything different, but just calmly accept mm -hmm. where we are. And that might be something that the world calls good. We're in a good place. We're celebrating right now. Our life is easy right now. Or that might be something that the world calls bad hard doesn't always mean bad mm -hmm. in, you know, in, in kingdom language. But, um, but if we can just kind of, Oh, you know, lie there calmly and be like, okay, I'm on top of this thing. 
I'm underneath this thing. Mm -hmm. And if we can calmly accept, if we can name those things and just calmly accept where we are with them, I feel like we allow so much room for every emotion because emotions aren't bad. Yeah. And I think that so often the world tells us that, okay, this is, this emotion is bad. We need to avoid that one. But in that way, I think that we, when we try to lop off the bad emotions, like these ones that go deep down. So we would try to lop off the edge of that, not feel that. I think it inadvertently makes us lop off this, these high points mm. too, like the joy, you know, so you have the deep lows and then you have the high highs. And if we're not ever getting to the deep lows and naming things and experiencing them, mm. I think it, we can inadvertently rob ourselves of joy. Mm. And so I love, you know, the idea of you kind of, you coming in and putting everything aside and just dealing, you know, I could have cried last. I think it was last session. I was there. I don't remember what song was playing, but we were mm. in the position where our head is like mm. on the ground mm-hmm. and I was like crying in the middle yeah. of yoga. You had talked that morning about what if we just lived like we're loved. Yeah. And like that simple message is so like, <sighs> yes. yes, why that is like a message for everyone, whether yes. you know God or you don't know God, like yes. just live like you know that you're loved. Yeah. I'm so glad you said that because in that room, that's another goal of mine is in this room. You don't have to be a wife. You don't have to be a mom. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be an author. You don't have to be a blogger. You don't have to be an executive. You don't have to be anything except someone loved. Mm -hmm. I mean, well, mission accomplished. Why is that revolutionary though? Right? Like it sounds Because we don't take time to slow down enough to give ourselves an hour. Right. To just lean into that. Yeah. So do you feel like your practice has facilitated yes. like, that, that rest. Yeah, that peace. absolutely. And I love that it's in the middle of the week mm-hmm. to sort of like resets mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. I also think it's interesting that you were talking about the high emotions and the low emotions. It sort of goes with this, what I've been talking about a lot with friends, how like joy and grief can coexist. Yes. Like it doesn't feel like it does. Like they're yes. so opposite in our world, but mm-hmm. you cannot have one without the other. Yeah. So I had this light bulb moment the other day, how in the same way, hard work and rest have to coexist. You can't just like work hard, 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 hard and never rest. You are going to burn out. You're going to get tired. You're not taking care of yourself, but you can't just rest and never work. Right. And so I'm like, there has to be a way (laughs) to be, to work hard and also rest. And I think you have to be really intentional about that. And I mean, it just goes to what we were talking about at the beginning about all the things that you put in place to take care of yourself. I was in counseling recently. I was like, do you ever get to the point where people just need so much from you and they're asking you all these questions and you just like want to punch them? (laughs) And she, my counselor was like, well, how is your heart? Like, are you taking care of you? And I had to pause. And that particular day I was like, no, I woke up and I went straight to my email or my whatever, which is like a gut check for me. And so I've had to put these boundaries in place of like, I try to not look at social media or email for the first hour that I'm awake. That's good. And I try to shut down my work at a certain time every night and yeah. get a certain amount of sleep. Yes. Like if we don't do those things, like what you were saying earlier, our culture and our world celebrates achievement and productivity mm-hmm. and we and elevate busy and, oh, if you're not, you know, whatever, then like, who even are you? And so I'm sort of on this mission to help free women from this idea of like this fear performance based yes. work, whether so your work is at home with your kids or you run a business or, you know, I run my own business. So it looks, that's what I'm talking about in that that context. But like, we don't have to live that way. Right. 
It's so good. Holding things side by side is such an anthem of mine because, I mean, really, the, the name of the podcast mm-hmm. is Sinner Saint for a reason. Yeah. You know, we are holding these these two truths at the very same time. And it, we have a lot of precedent for that. You know, I went to this conference um, once and they were kind of telling us, you're cherished and you're chosen and you're beautiful. And I and it was great, you know, but I went home, like not changed at all. And I was, you know, in the market mm-hmm. for some transformation. And, um, and I realized it was because they didn't tell the other half of the story, mm-hmm. you know, the first half of the story. Yes, I yeah. am cherished and chosen and beautiful. That is true. But I am also a sinner that will never, ever be worthy of a kingdom. Yeah. And so in, I, we have to have both. Yeah. You're exactly right. Yeah. We always have to kind of keep a delicate balance of our and both. Um, because if we think that we are so cherished, so chosen, so beautiful that we don't need the Lord, mm-hmm. there's a problem. If we think we are so dirty and rotten, you know, sinners that we could never, ever make a difference in this world, that's a problem too. Right. We have to hold them both at the same time. Yeah. So our friend, Jamie Sewell, who uh-huh. has done two, ex- is it three now? She's done three excellent episodes. Um, go check them out, Jamie Sewell. Um, but she learned somewhere in some of her training that it's pair of ducks, paradox, paradox. So, and I, it's actually, you have a yuck duck and a, and a, I don't know, (laughs) but you basically have a good duck and a yuck duck. Yeah. I think it's even like more clever than that, but the two, the ducks swim together and sometimes one leads, you know, and the other one's kind of trailing behind and then, and vice versa. But yeah. Well, just this whole idea that like without Christ, we will never be enough. Mm -hmm. And it's like in him, we are enough, yep. but without him, yep. I will always fail you. I will always disappoint you. I will, Amen. I will not ever be enough on my own. That's right. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's talk about Sabbath real quick because mm-hmm. I, oh, I wanted to, to, I wanted to commend you as you were talking, you were like on a roll. So I didn't, <laughs> um, I didn't interject, but I love how you give people like, you don't just, I I feel like I can philosophize and like, you know, kind of present these ideas in very like nebulous ways. And you're like, okay, create a margin day. Okay. Don't look at social media the first hour of your life. Okay. Shut down everything at said time. Yeah. Um, go to yoga. It's an hour. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I love these, you know, very Practical. tangible yeah. action items that we can do to simplify our lives. So thank well, you. Well, you for have that. to. I mean, I started doing this whole morning routine and now I can't shut up about it because Ugh. it's changed my life. And I'm like, why did nobody make me do this before? Right. Writing down all the things you want to get done in the morning. Okay. To start your day. Okay. It's amazing. Wow. So you, so you wake up every morning and you make a list of, no, I have, no, I have like a list for my morning routine. Oh, okay. That I, so it's like make my coffee, read my Bible, drink water. I mean, it's just brush yes. my teeth. I mean, there's something on there that's like, obviously. Cause it feels good to cross off. I don't cross it off. I just have it sitting on it. But yes, I do love a good cross off. <laughs> no, I have my, I write my to do's the night before I'll write like three to five to do's for the next day, the night before. Okay. So I'm not going to bed thinking about it yeah. and obsessed with that. Yeah. Like I've written it down. It is yeah. going to be there when I wake up, but no, just like creating a routine that it basically frees me from having to think about what I need to do and lets me be more creative. Wow. So I'm just like, here's what oh I do. Gosh. And I still have to refer back to my list. Like, okay, what else? Because I just started doing this like two or three weeks ago, but it has been, and I fought it. Cause I'm like, I hate routine. I hate feeling trapped 
don't tell me what I have to do every you morning. You do color so far outside the lines. So this is so good. Yeah, I love this but so much. I started working with a health coach and she really encouraged me to write one out. And wow. it is like change my mornings. I love it. I think you are, I, this word makes me crazy. So I would like to find a synonym. You are just one of the most intentional people I know. Mm-hmm. Like you have a goal out here of how you want your life to look. And you're like, okay, what steps do I need to do to make that happen? It's so impressive. I love I'm it. like a dreamer, but I'm not going to dream about something that I don't think is going to happen. Right, right. <laughs> is that not We're going to make this happen. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, I love, thank you so much for, I love oh, thank you for watching you. Encouragement. Like, okay. So, um, so let's talk about, um, this idea of Sabbath because something that I say in yoga all the time is ladies, we're only getting Sabbath if we're sick and it's not okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Jesus like snuck off into the mountains all the time. Yes. So tell me like, what does your Sabbath look like? What does that mean for you? Well, I tried to, I messed around with like which day I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. So one time I tried on a Sunday and I was like, that was terrible because mm-hmm. Sunday's like my planning day, grocery store, plan mm-hmm. the week. I'm like, I cannot rest if I'm have all these things on my yeah, plate. That's work. And then I tried Saturday, but that's like, I don't know, family day right. or running around. Right. And so I've landed on Fridays, mm-hmm. which is hard if I'm out of town, but just sort of creating that space to like, mm-hmm. I don't have to respond to anybody today. Yeah. Like giving myself permission to just be. Yeah. And it looks different every time. Yeah. But like a lot of times I'm like, when we plan this, I'm like, well, Friday's sort of my, like, if I want to have a friend over for lunch right. or I'm not rushed. I think yeah. that's it. Yeah. And I think as I think about 2019, I always come up with the word for the year. I'm mm-hmm. like, I think I want my word to be unrushed mm. because just like in our culture is just busy, busy. Like I'm just always running. I mean, yesterday my day was like a marathon, oh my so gosh. many things. But so I need those days where I'm like, like a couple of Fridays ago, it was my Sabbath day and Rivers and I went to a local coffee shop and we were just sitting there. I didn't have my phone, my computer, a book. Like we were just sitting in the coffee shop and these two cute college girls were there and she walked up and started talking to him. And turns out we knew all these mutual friends yeah. and I made new friends at the coffee shop because we just weren't in a hurry right. and we weren't doing anything. It sounds so dreamy. Yeah. It really, it's just so refreshing. Instead of like responding to messages in every corner mm-hmm. of my moments, mm-hmm. just like letting that go for a day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, something that has been transformative for me. So I started yoga because, um, it was just a way to stay active Mm -hmm. kind of after, um, I don't know, babies and, and just getting older. I mean, I was a gymnast as a kid, but there aren't that many like adult gymnastics classes, you know (laughs) what I mean? So it was really just kind of a way to stay active. And I liked the power of, Mm -hmm. of yoga. Mm -hmm. I like you know, I, I like working up a sweat. I like the arm balance stuff. I like to play around and, um, like experiment. And so, and it made me feel strong and, and I really liked that. And as I've just aged and, and matured and gone through different stages of life, whether it's motherhood or whatever, now it is that set aside silence, yes. you know, and even, you know, I used to think of silence as the absence of noise and it's really much more complex than that, but mm-hmm. just silence. It's yeah. a way to kind of turn the outside down and turn the inside up, you know, and just kind of listen in a new way, silence. How do you, because you have three kids that are all young, is quiet important to you like as a person? And if so, how do you get it? Yeah. So I'm a big Enneagram fan. Mm. And as I've been, I'm a seven. So as I've been, I've studied it for so long now, but they were on the Sleeping At Last podcast where they're Mm -hmm. talking about sevens. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. They're talking about how sevens in rest really need silence. And mm. I, 
I was like, oh, because I do. Like if I'm home, the music is on or the t- right. something is on. Right. Like it's silence is hard for me. Mm-hmm. And so w- when I heard that a couple months ago, I was like, okay, I need to like create more like just silence. So I have this room right off my bedroom and the doors close. And I just, that's where I go yeah. in the mornings before anybody. And I'm not a morning person. Uh-huh. I do not like, like on the weekends, I am not up in the morning. Right. But during the school week, mm-hmm. I get up in the morning and I go sit in my chair and I don't even have music playing most of the time. Yeah. I just need it. Mm. Um, I was on a podcast recently and it's called Encountering Silence. And I encourage mm. everyone to go check it out. It's so peaceful. It's going to be like the most peaceful 45 minutes of your day. Um, but it's called Encountering Silence. And we were talking about, you know, we really need a way to kind of check out and um, whether it's from the, the fast pace of our life. And what we're doing to check out is we're scrolling to check yeah. out. And so there's no, there's no silence there. There's no rest there. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, intentional ways to kind of seclude yourself, but it, it became very apparent to me that that was a necessity in my life mm-hmm. when I went to, I've told this story a million times, but um, I went to go get a root canal and I laid back in the dentist chair and I had my earphones in and I had a TV on the ceiling and I was watching Rachel Ray and I like took a deep breath and I was like, well, this is kind of nice. And I was like, no, 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 no. During a root canal. <laughs> This is not okay. Like a trip to my dentist should not be this enjoyable. But it was this flashing light on an indicator board that was like, honey, you need some time. You need some time to do the things that make you feel more like you. Yeah. You know, and so some set aside time. Yeah. What are the things? Because mine was writing. It was like, I need to be alone for a while and to sit and to read and write. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's any good. It doesn't have to be for anyone else. It yep. can just be for me. Um, but when I wasn't getting that, that mm-hmm. regular set aside time, it felt like there was a cat clawing to get out. So I think that kind of diving into the things that the Lord has put on our heart, mm-hmm. um, that make us feel more like us. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that we get told early on that they're, they're silly or they don't matter. Or there's not time for that. Right. It's self-indulgent. Yeah. But the truth is, is that God put that there. Mm -hmm. What are the things that make you feel more like you? Well, the same writing. Mm -hmm. Like I love to go to a coffee shop by myself. Yes. Journal, Mm -hmm. write, read like on a lot of times on, cause we go to church on Sunday night. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times on Sunday mornings, I'll be like, babe, I got to, so he'll be like, yeah, duck out. Like I'll get up before the kids and I'll go spend two or three hours at a coffee shop by myself. Like that is the most thing. Right. But I love to walk. I love to be outside. Yeah. So I love too. to go on walks. Mm-hmm. But um, I used to, um, I don't do this as much anymore, but like in college, I would just get in my car and drive. Mm-hmm. I would like chase the sunset. Like I didn't even know where I was going. But I would just like turn Left turns and just until the sun went down. There's something about being somewhere where you can't do anything in the shower, driving. You cannot... You can't do anything. You're in the shower or you're driving. Yeah. So you're forced to, to right, think. Right. Like I love a good road trip. Yes. Especially if I'm driving because you're just listening to music yeah. and you're just watching. And I have the best ideas when I'm driving. Yes. I will voice memo myself. Yes. So many things while I'm driving. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Actually, last time on my road trip, I was doing this and I, I made like this eight minute voice memo to myself. And I had just been listening to your podcast and I listened back to my voice. And I'm like, I totally sounded like Allison. I had like the <laughs> voice inflection. I'm like, oh, she rubbed up on me. <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> um, were you telling yourself, tone it down when? <laughs> no. Gosh. Um, okay, so silence, Sabbath, the things that you love. 
um, you know, carving out space to name things what they are. You know, for us, mm-hmm. that's been yoga lately, but it doesn't, it certainly doesn't have to be yoga. Um, and then the very practical things of, of margin days and avoiding social media mm-hmm. for a minute, hot minute. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, what are, what are, what are some final thoughts on unrest and, and I, how you get I think the thing that I want to say the most to women, because I feel like it's, this is the hardest for women, is that you are worthy of mm. taking that time. Mm-hmm. Like you're worth it. Like yes. you don't have to, you care for so many people and do so many things for everybody else. But if you do not take care of yourself, then you are going to be nothing to all those people. Mm. And so like we have to find a way, whether it's asking your spouse to help or trading with a yeah. friend, or if you can afford to hire a babysitter for a couple hours, right. you have to make that a priority yeah. to take care of yourself. Absolutely. I mean, I go to counseling, like I've done so much work in the self-care area this year because I need to get healthy mm-hmm. so I can be the best wife, mom, sister, friend to the people that God has put in my life. Yeah. And so you matter Mm -hmm. and you're important and it's so good. You have to. Well, and so what are, what do you think the things are that are keeping us kind of going at this pace? What are the, what are the reasons that we're avoiding this? I mean, that's a really good one. Like women don't think they're worthy of it. It feels selfish. It feels self-indulgent. I think comparison too. Mm -hmm. Looking around at whatever, well, she's staying up till midnight working. I guess I should be too. Mm-hmm. Or she can do all this stuff. I guess mm-hmm. I need to too. Right. Or, I mean, my best friend, Bryn, like we are so similar, but we're so opposite. And I've been really honest with her over the years. I felt a lot like, oh gosh, she's like superwoman. And I need to like keep up with her if mm-hmm. I'm going to be a good quote, you know, mom. And it's like, yeah. no, like God has gifted her in a different way than he's gifted me. Yeah. And we cannot, oh, you say it in yoga all the time. Like we lose our balance when we look around. Yeah. yeah. Like we have to just keep our focus Mm -hmm. on how God has created us Mm -hmm. and how we are filled up and how we get rest Mm -hmm. and do that and not, not apologize for it. Right. Like I think that we, we're looking for, I know I am, I'm look for like permission sometimes for somebody to say, sister, just go take a nap. Yes. Just lay it down. Yes. And it's like, we don't need that permission, but we're looking for it. And oh, so I've been trying you, to speak so good. to myself the way I would speak to a friend. Mm-hmm. And like, actually, I actually like talk to myself now. I sound like a crazy person, but I'm like, I'll think like, would I, if Allison called me and said, she blah, 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 blah. What would I say? Like I had a, we had a parent sign out recently and Stephen was gone and I had three hours to myself. And I was like, God, what should I do? I'm like, if I were my friend, would I tell myself to work? No, I would say, sister, go get you a pedicure and go pick up sushi and walk around Target. And I'm like, that's what I did. Because yeah. that's what I would have told my friend to do. Right, right, We're right. the harshest to ourselves. Yes. And so yes. what if we spoke to ourselves like we speak to a friend and we're just kind to ourselves? That's so good. That's really, really I feel sweet. like I'm, I'm trying so hard. Well, okay. So um, not feeling worthy, comparison, but also... The, the more is more concept, mm-hmm. just to kind of bring it back around that yeah. we started out in the beginning, the more is more. People's environments are crazy. Yeah. You know, I think that's probably keeping us too. Yeah. Um, I think another thing is that when we get still, I think people avoid mm-hmm. the silence on purpose. Yeah, it's scary. It's scary, isn't it? To deal it? with your own stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You wanted to say a bad word right then, didn't I you? Did. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did. Because it is. And maybe because I'm, we're in counseling and I'm dealing with stuff. Yeah. But I feel like when you don't, it just stores up 
all these emotions and then that's not good for your health. Like it's this whole full circle thing. Like we can't just take care of one part of our life. We have to take care of all of these parts. And that's hard. And I I don't know. I feel like the generation before us didn't really model that very well. Mm -hmm. And we're just changing it up. Yeah. Yeah, I think the 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 avoiding silence and being afraid of getting really still and what might bubble up, mm-hmm. um, you know, in that way, kind of being on the go can become an anesthetic of sort of sorts. And absolutely, busy um, is like such a distraction. I mean, yeah. I fall trapped to that all the time. Yeah, it's a distraction. That's yeah. good. It's good. Um, it's amazing to me that we can sit here and talk about rest, and then how. Um, because I feel like we just sat here and like fixed the world, but really we just talked about rest. Yeah. I mean, can rest really kind of save the world if we were just all a little nicer to ourselves and kinder to ourselves and allowed a little more time to just be, could we, could, could we start a revolution if we really just kind of loved ourselves first? Yes. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, my counselor told me recently, she's like, what does it say in the Bible? It says, love your neighbor yeah. as yourself, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which means that you actually have to love yourself which I think is really hard in our culture to, what does that even look like? How do Mm -hmm. I even love myself? Mm -hmm. What does that Mm -hmm. even mean? Because we're always serving and giving to everybody else. Mm -hmm. But that that has like totally revolutionized me too. You know, what I found interesting is, so I recently gathered a panel together and I wanted this group of people to send me a list of things that they were proud of. And I, I tried to word it, I didn't want to say, what are your accomplishments? Because that sounded really worldly, but like, what are the things that you're proud of? What are the, whatever. And, um, and it was the women that had a really hard time Mm -hmm. kind of celebrating themselves or nurturing themselves that way. The men on the panel gave me their list. Oh yeah. You know, isn't it interesting? Yeah. So I think, and I hate, I hate sweeping generalizations. I really do because I don't fit a lot of them myself. So I really try to avoid them. But I think um, women in general with how um, easy it is for us kind of inherently to pour out, pour out, pour out, Mm -hmm. we do that and we do love well, but at at what cost? And so to include ourselves in that, in that circle is so important. And if somebody does it, then the next person feels like they can do it. And then the next, I mean, it could be right. like this whole ripple effect. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Be so beautiful. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Wynn. You gave you. such like great big ideas and then very tangible little ideas. I love living life with you and watching how you do it. You are a true leader of women like I get to sit across from you right now and like see the emotion in your face as you talk about the women that you're leading like you are practically tearful with love for them and it's such an honor to be like in that circle of women that you pour into thank you so much for your leadership and your business follow when you will absolutely love it she's so real and authentic and tells you exactly (laughs) what's going on in real time and in there are parts of it that are so, so lovely, you know, like the, you know, this beautiful picture in your beautiful family, there are parts of it that are so lovely, but you never don't tell the second half. You always tell both. And then, and by the way, we shouldn't be hiding celebration either. Right. I mean, right. it should be a place to, to celebrate, but also, I mean, you just tell the truth so wholly and wow. I appreciate you for that. Thank you. Yay. Matthew 5.16 In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. 
This is the verse inspiring Vanaman Designs as they make original handcrafted wooden signs that are perfect for your home or any space where you want to be inspired. And I should know. I needed a few updated Christmas decorations because I was tired of the 90% off after holiday leftovers. I wanted something special that my kids would recognize as ours. So I bought far more than I intended because I simply couldn't resist. And those signs were up before Halloween. I'm shameless. Phantom and Design Signs encourage faith, love, and family, and they are inspired by the Word of God. That's Phantom and Designs, V-A-N-N-A-M-A-N. Find them on Instagram and Facebook. You'll love what they have to offer. My best friend and I certainly don't have all the answers, but that's never stopped us when it comes to matters of the heart from trying to comprehend evaluate, analyze, apply, and synthesize. Wait, is that Bloom's taxonomy? I knew we were onto something. This is me, my best friend Kristen, and your questions. Is this my beefy beef? Hi, beefy. How you doing? I'm great. How are you? So good. Um, okay, so this episode's about rest, and I just got finished talking to Wynn, and it was only like 37 minutes, but I feel like there will be peace on earth because of what all we just discussed. It was amazing to me that just in talking about rest, how many other things came up. We talked about organization. We talked about worthiness. We talked about comparison. It was absolutely unbelievable. So I had no idea what a um, wide umbrella rest is, but as I was um, thinking about our portion of the podcast and thinking about the season that you're in right now um, and probably the rest that you need, <laughs> like mm-hmm. you, in this season of grief, you know, with the loss mm-hmm. of your dad and um, your foster daughter going back to her mom, um, on top of a really busy work season and a really busy church season, I just I, I thought of you the entire time we were talking, like, my beefy needs rest. <laughs> What's going Thank on you. with you? How are you? How is um, rest attached to all that you're dealing with right now? Or not? <laughs> yeah, or not. Um, yeah, I definitely um, feel like this is an episode that I cannot wait to listen to because I am acutely aware of a need for rest. Um, I would say, like, in my normal life, I always need uh, regular rest, right? Like just with the regular stresses of kids and life and responsibilities. Um, and so that's, but that's the kind of like a rest that I try to outrun or try to like avoid because I just don't have time for it and don't choose to. But definitely it's even just like kind of powerful to me to hear you list out the things that are going on right now that's just some mm-hmm. sort of rest and just listening to that and acknowledging yeah. it yeah. um but it's an intense stress right it's not regular stress and so right. what i need is not regular rest but like a holy rest mm-hmm. um and so the best analogy that i can think of and the only thing that i'm doing right now um is that i remember this when my mom passed away and i'm remembering it very clearly now with my dad going through the same um, similar emotions is that it's like grief is right behind me and it's like chasing me and chasing me and I'm aware of it and I see it and my chest is tightening and it's getting closer and closer but then there's these times when even when it catches up to me I'm just like anxious aware of it but I can't do anything with it and so for me right now I'm not sure that this is 
a rest, like true rest, but as a step towards it, it's an acknowledgement is that I will just, it's almost debilitating, right? When I get to that place, I do not recommend this to anyone, but this is what's happening. It's debilitating. And then you get there. And so what I've been doing is finding a quiet space, which usually ends up being my bathtub and then turning on, there's this right now truth, sort of no offense to Michael Bolton, but it's sort of cheesy Michael Bolton <laughs> called Fathers and Daughters. And it's actually kind of beautiful for this moment in my life. And I listen to it. And so it's basically yeah. like I corner off this time where I'm like, I'm yeah. going to do this. I'm going to do yeah. this emotional thing. And yeah. I listen to the saddest thing I can think of. And then I just overflow. And so I think that's some sort of rest, probably with all the topics that y'all talked about. Sure. Um, it nails some of them. And so then it's like this release, and then I can, you know, continue to push everything else aside and um, not rest for a little bit longer. So it's not a sustainable plan, but in this, like, very intense place that I'm at, that is how I'm finding um, a space to just acknowledge my emotions, which is some sort of rest right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it, that actually did come up, but, I, you know, I, I can't help but think of, like, a less healthy version of yourself would mm-hmm. feel that grief getting closer and closer, and then you would find yet another way to distract yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. all of us. I mean, I think that that's mm-hmm. human. Um, but, you know, whether it's even just scrolling on the phone was one thing that yes. you know came up as a way to check out. Like, oh, I feel some, I I feel discomfort, like a little bit of discomfort. Let's do something. Let's do something. Let's do something. But you know what? I find like when you're in or when I'm in like this kind of place that I'm at, you're right. Like the scrolling, at some levels of stress is like a as a um, escape. But yeah. then what? And where I've been lately, and I feel like I'm being real dramatic, and but this is my life right now um it's then i'm taking on all the things i'm scrolling through and so it's just, it's just like your brain can't relax at all because when i'm in this place of like super stress it's like i just pile on right and you can't even the rest needs to be a more intentional kind of rest because right. Right. if it's not completely um absent of like stimulus and if it's for me if it's not just totally prayerful and totally silent then I can take even what used to have been an escape and make it another pylon of the stress right right crazy something that we do once a year is that you and I go and get a hotel room and leave the things and we actually wrap presents because we're still always productive but just to have like that time to fill each other up and that's a really sacred time for me and we've as you know, I've been like working on planning that and um even with all the other things going on in my life, like there that is something that I wanna like guard and make happen because it is good for my soul. Perhaps not the wilderness, a slinky hotel, not quite the same thing, but for me just getting away from the noise and um being able to just really what it is is have you to talk through things with and process with and that is a form of rest of my brain to go through what's happening rather than to be thinking about the next thing the next thing the next thing right um i love that the board like takes our um because even because so rest has to be a discipline for some personalities right and so it is for yours and it is for mine and i love that he he doesn't that's okay like he takes Mm -hmm. the parts of our personality that's like you need to get a hotel and wrap presents at the same time because that makes me yeah. feel efficient, but that ends up yeah. being restful. That's okay. I'll tell you something that I'm discerning right now that that makes me think of is for me, like having a little tiny baby to pour into, mm. 
I don't know if rest is the right word. I can't wait to listen yeah. to the episode to see all the words that you guys attach to this. But yeah. something about it is fulfilling and peaceful to me. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm struggling with people that love me so much in this world saying that it's too soon to take on another foster baby because of all the other stuff. And my heart and my gut is telling me that that's yeah. so beautiful and something that I long to do. Yeah. And, and just so because that it's makes okay. them feel chaotic and stressed out, it makes you feel restful. Isn't yeah. that amazing? Right. It's so amazing how differently he's made us. But, you know, I love that image of, like, grief is behind you, and it's going to catch up with you. And so it can either, like, pounce, and mm-hmm. kind of force you down, or mm-hmm. you can invite it on your terms through rest. I mean, that is an image that's going to stay with me for a long time. With Michael Bolton. With Michael <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Okay, let's see. Let me too. Talk to you soon. Bye. I've never met anyone like Mary. Well... Technically, I've never met Mary. You see, we're internet friends, but don't let that fool you. This internet connection runs deep. Mary is so many things all at the same time. With one sentence, she can make me laugh, cry, think, and deeply, deeply feel. There's just something about Mary. You'll see. It's early December, a little bit between Thanksgiving and Christmas. There's been a lot of excitement lately, and my many children have so, so much to say. They're excited, and they're happy, and they're anxious, and they want to tell me about all of those things, and I want to hear about all of those things. But it's also the time of year when I have a lot of other things on my mind as well. And all of those things in my head, they compete for my attention. And what happens is, my ears, they start to feel raw. They feel a little sharp. And so then when I hear a voice, even the voice of someone I love very, very much, it feels like someone's just poking me. That's when I know I need to come to a place that feels very sacred to me. I'm sitting there now. It's the fishing pier near our house. It's dark and it's wet and it's cold, and there's a foghorn going off in the distance. But I'm alone, and none of those things cares if I hear them, and none of them wants an answer. I don't have a really good solution for any of you who may be feeling like your ears are a little sharp right now, but I hope you can find a sacred space. I hope you can find a little bit of time where the only sounds you hear don't want an answer. Because if you can be alone and you can be yourself for just a little bit, then when you go back to those people you love, then you can give them your whole self again. I hope you have a peaceful holiday. Dear God, we come to you with chaotic lives. We come to you busy, pushing deadlines and putting projects over people, working late, not getting good sleep, 
love interest. And it doesn't matter who we are. We might be an executive. We might be a stay-at-home mom. We might be a student. Help us, God, to order our lives in a way that gives us the joy and freedom that you desire for us. Help us to analyze what's underneath our hectic schedules. Is it our own personal achievement? Is it a robust resume, a financial security approval of others? Are we running from something? Reveal what's going on in our hearts, God. Reveal what we are clinging to so tightly. And mostly, God, reveal what it says about our relationship with you and how to fix it. We might be hurt, we might be doubtful, we might be angry, but you are the living water. You are God, you are King, you are Father, you are generous, you hear us, and you deliver us, and you are near, you are our only answer. We pray all of these things in Jesus' name, amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. All to thee, my blessed Savior, I surrender And for this episode, a very special thank you to Wynn Elder. Thank you also to Pamela Anthony Cutright and Chan Redfield for music. Thank you to Mary Beth Bishop for her beautiful writing and also Bannerman Designs. Send us your questions at sinnersaintsister at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at Allison M. Sully and Facebook at Allison M. Sullivan. Don't forget to like and review. For more of Mary's writing, go to madeforordinarytime.wordpress.com and be sure to catch the mini episode for extras.